friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on the podcast, we have Kristen Burney back again. This is my first time having a guest come for the second time. So I'm really excited to dive into this episode and talk all about Instagram, which is totally Kristen's jam. Welcome, Kristen. Hey, Lauren. Thanks so much for having me. And I didn't even know that I was your first repeat guest. I'm so flattered. (laughs) You are. Yes. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. So let's kick off with kind of where we're at with Instagram, what's happening with it, what do you have to share? I get asked about Instagram a lot, and I am not a social media person, contrary to the fact that I'm like always on Facebook, (laughs) but I'm not an Instagram person. (laughs) So talk to me about Instagram. Yeah, I know. This is like the big question, right? For everybody, especially because I feel like with social media in general, it changes so much, like all the time. So I think to some people that aren't familiar really with Instagram and how powerful it can actually be, it can seem a little overwhelming and intimidating. And I totally understand that. Is that sort of how you feel about it, the platform? Yeah, it's just like you kind of feel like you're wandering into this dark hole (laughs) where like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how to engage with strangers. And I feel like I'm like yelling into this abyss with nobody talking back to me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very common. I hear that all the time. I know. I think that if you were to sort of look at it and more of like through the lens of I know my people are here. I just have to find them. And once you really nail down, like I think it, the most important thing when it comes to Instagram is really knowing your target audience, like really getting super crystal clear on who your ideal client is and who your ideal customer is, especially as handmade sellers or Etsy sellers and artists more in particular, because I feel like this is often a step that is very overlooked by Etsy sellers and and just like a lot of product-based businesses in general, right? Because it's really easy to just be like, well, women are my target audience. But it's really important to sort of nail down exactly who you're going to be speaking to so that they can in turn relate to you and remember you in the sense that like, they connect with you on a different level outside of your product. So I think that that's the most important thing when it comes to Instagram is really just kind of dump out who it is that you want to attract and who you want to buy your products. So that is one thing that I think is kind of hard with social media when you have a product-based business versus like a service business or a blog or you know like you're an influencer or whatever is like this is something that I struggle with. Why would someone want to follow me? Like, why would they care to look at pictures of monogrammed baby blankets over and over and over again? Like either they want a monogrammed baby blanket or they don't. (laughs) And they don't need to see like 700 pictures of the same monogrammed baby blankets. You know, like I don't have 
brand new products to debut on my social media all the time and stuff. So it's kind of it feels really repetitive. Yes, sure. I totally understand that. And I think that where you're going wrong, thinking about it that way, is you need to think about it, things on a more interesting level, right? Like what's going to bring them back to you? Like what is going to make it more interesting for them? The number one hands down thing that I see that handmade sellers do wrong is only having their products in their feed. So I think that it's very easy to hide behind your products, right? Like a lot of people don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there on social media. And I think that, you know, it is definitely like a mindset that you need to get over because the fact of the matter is, is that if you are wanting to grow your business using social media, I think it's important to find a platform that really works for you. Like I'm not, you know, the Instagram is the be all end all of social media. I think it's really finding what it is that you like and what you feel comfortable with and then just taking that and running with it. So as far as coming up with content like outside of your products, I think it's really important to sort of figure out a way that you can educate your people on what it is that you're doing. So maybe teach them what you create, which I know a lot of people kind of get like, whoa, 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 (laughs) hold up there. But it really does go a long way with the no like and trust factor. Because the fact of the matter is like, let's take like macrame, for example, like I see so many beautiful macrame, like wall hangings and, you know, being a creative person myself and a handmade seller, I mean, could I really take the time? Maybe not in the detail that some of these women and people do, of course not. But could I really take the time and like look up a YouTube video and be like, okay, I could do this myself? Sure. But like, do I want to? Usually not. Like, (laughs) I would much rather just be like, I like that. Let's purchase it. So I think that if you feel stuck when it comes to like creating content outside of what it is that just photos of baby blankets, like you said, you know, take them behind the scenes, like through your process a little bit, get them more so into your life and what you do on like a day to day basis. So, you know, show pictures of yourself, show pictures of your family. And, and on the flip side of the coin, I think it's also really important to sort of set like boundaries for yourself. Like, you know, okay, I feel really comfortable talking about this. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. And just making lists like, you know, okay, I feel comfortable, you know, maybe sharing my gallery wall in my living room, but I don't feel comfortable showing my kitchen because it's not like done to how I would like it to be or whatever. I think even just dumping out those like, this is what I can talk about. This is what I don't want to talk about. That alone gives you more ideas of things that you can talk about and post that's sort of related to what you're doing, but it's not directly related to your product. Yeah. Okay. So I want to circle back around to a couple things you said. First off, I like that you said like that you don't think that Instagram is the be all end all. Like this is the only thing that you have to do and the only way that you're going to be successful because (laughs) obviously I agree since I'm not really big on Instagram and I have had plenty of success on Etsy. So I think that what you said is really important that like this episode and what we're talking about is really targeted for people who like social media. They just, and they want to do it. They're just not sure what to do. Like I am not somebody that will sit here and say like, 
you have to have a social media following or else you're never going to be successful. Obviously, I don't think that that's true at all. I don't do anything on social media, really. But there are plenty of people who really like Instagram and they want to fiddle around with it and they want to grow that following because they like that interaction with people. And so that's really who we're talking to here. I also really like that you talked about boundaries because I'm huge on boundaries. And I think that this is something that people struggle with a lot in general. And I know that I have struggled with it as like this podcast has grown. And I just recorded yesterday my year in review for 2020. And one of the things that I talked about was that it's probably going to be my last year in review where I talk about like, hard and fast numbers because it's kind of awkward for me in my real life (laughs) when I have all this stuff out on the internet as the following has grown and stuff, you know, you're, I mean, I don't want to say like I'm a public figure because that sounds weird, but it is like a lot of information out on the internet. But I think that it is really important to have those boundaries. And I think that even beyond like, you know, my workshop looks like a hot mess all the time. But like, I don't post a whole lot about my kids, because I feel weird about that. There are other people who don't feel weird about that. And they're fine with it. Or like, I'm more likely to post about my six month old baby than I am about my nine year old, because it just feels different to me in terms of privacy. So that's something that I think that people get really hung up on is like, where do I draw the boundary between my personal and my public life, I guess, if you want to say it like that. But like, you can draw that boundary wherever you want. And it's okay. Like, you don't have to just lay it all out there. Yeah, exactly. I love what you said, because it it really just boils down to like, what feels good to you? Like, even the sense in using, you know, or finding a platform that works good for you. Like, if you are automatically logging onto the platform, and you're kind of like, ew, I, I just don't enjoy this platform, then don't force it. Like, it's just really that simple. Find something that feels like natural for you that you can use and focus your energy on to build your business and take that and run with it, whether that's Pinterest or Facebook or TikTok. I mean, I have had, speaking of TikTok, I have had so many clients just completely explode their business on TikTok. And for the life of me, Lauren, I cannot get into it. I have tried and tried so many times to be like, okay, this is it. This is like my moment. And I start it and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I look that, that is exactly how I feel. Even reels on Instagram. I'm yeah. like I'm like nursing my baby, sitting in this rocking chair, watching these like middle-aged women do dances, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I know. And it's like, you know what? It's working. Like it works for them. They feel comfortable doing it and it's their way to shine and they love it. And it's like, it shows. Do you know what I mean? Like you can tell when something is just organically working for somebody well than if it's just kind of like, okay, I have to post today because I haven't posted in three weeks. So I'm just going to like take this snapshot of this custom order I did, throw it up there and say, new listing is up. And you know, you can, you feel you that just energy. described my Instagram account. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much like everything I say, please just don't do that. Like try, <laughs> just try your hardest to just, you know, put a little bit of like thought and feeling and emotion into your post. And I think it's, it honestly is one of those things that it's just like a muscle. The more that you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And then the more you recognize like, 
what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, I think that now in society with all of these, you know, there's so many different platforms that I think when you're first starting out, like it's very, very difficult to be like, okay, I just want to focus on one thing, right? Like it's really difficult to do that because you're hearing so many different things from everybody. Like there's a lot of noise out there. So that's why I think it it's really important for you to just focus on what feels good to you, what feels natural to you and then sort of take that and go with it and figure out a way to make that work for your business and just, you know, be true to you and at the same time. Totally. Okay. So let's assume that we're sitting here listening and we're saying, okay, yes, I love Instagram. I love looking at other people's Instagram. I totally want to kind of connect with people on that level. And social media is my next step in my business that I want to dive into. Do you have any kind of like tips or tricks or I don't know, inside scoop on what we do when we have like 20 followers and they're all our friends in real life? (laughs) We can't expand beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. I think for starters, if you're really just starting from like bare bones, or let's say that you've had this personal account, and now you have started, you know, an Etsy shop or a business an online business, and you're starting, you're wanting to make that transition from like, okay, this is my personal account to my business account. I think that the most important thing when you're first starting out is to a just really have patience with yourself and your business in general. It's not going to happen overnight. And especially more specifically with Instagram, it really is more of a marathon and not a sprint in the sense that you're much better off being like slow and steady wins the race. There are occasions like I just came across this Instagram account I think it's called Kind Boxes or something like that, where it's it's this younger girl that owns this shop and she curates handmade sellers into these like gift boxes, right? And she created this reel of her mom's reaction. Her mom bought her this bell. And every time she gets a sale, she rings this bell. So she rang the bell like five times and the mom came running in and had this like overwhelming look of joy and and surprise on her face. And she was so, so excited that her daughter was getting these sales and this reel ended up going viral. And they had just started their account. I think she's got like 20 or 30 posts on this account. And I stumbled upon their account and I watched some of her stories and started following them. And we've been DMing back and forth And she just completely exploded overnight. Like that is not the norm, but that is what happened to her. And now they're sort of having a hard time like, okay, now what do we do? (laughs) Like the, the, I guess kind of that problem that people would love to have, but it, you know, it does in turn come into a, a problem at some point or another, but you know, that is not usually the norm. So really just keep that in mind, like really keep focused on what it is that you're doing and it's so much more valuable to have a smaller hardcore following than it is to have a giant following that, like you said, nobody really understands what what you're doing or they don't really care. So I think that that's number one. And number two is is just stay consistent. Make a commitment to yourself that you're going to post three days a week or two days a week, however that looks for you. I don't recommend less than two days a week especially if you're starting to grow, you know, you're really just starting to put yourself out there. Don't post 
every single day. Don't post multiple times a day. You'll get burnt out. Your people will get burnt out. It's not good for anybody. Really just stay consistent. Try to post around the same time every day, the same days typically. You start to train your following when to expect to hear from you. It's almost when they can expect to hear from you. It's almost like a subliminal sort of thing that you're doing. So like, for example, myself, I typically post three days a week, usually at 10 a.m. or 9 p.m. in the evening, depending on like my day. But a good way to kind of get a solid like foundation for that, like, okay, so when would the best time to post be is to just sort of go to your insights and look at your audience. And Instagram gives you statistics on when all of your following is actually, they're the most active on the platform. So you can either post at that time. So mine is actually like noon, believe it or not. So that I I post around 10 in the morning. So I'm not necessarily at the point right now where I'm at the growth stage of my business with Instagram. It kind of comes in waves for me. Like there are times where I really do focus on that and when I don't. But I think that um, when you are intentional about it and you know like, okay, my people are on at this time, just going back on the platform and making sure that you're being social on the platform at that time when most of your people are on the platform is when that will create um, a rise in engagement for you. And you'll start to see that fairly quickly when it comes to your engagement with your current people on Instagram. So I think that that's really important because one thing that I've noticed with my own account, so I've had my Funky Monkey Children Instagram account, which actually now the name has changed to just Lauren.Keplinger. But anyway, for like years and back this, <laughs> I'm going to admit this on my podcast here, but this was like back in the day when they recommended, I don't know, the random people on the internet recommended that you like buy followers so you could get to the swipe up feature and stuff. This is right before the swipe up feature was happening. And then as it was like unfolding. So anyway, I did that. And they're terrible followers, you know, because they're fake and whatever. And what ends up happening there is that your analytics are all screwed up Mm -hmm. because they're not real people who are actually engaging with what you're doing. And I think even I mean, obviously, I would never recommend to somebody that they buy followers at this point in anything. But what I have found, I think is also true, even if you just are like promoting to you know, your mom and your neighbor and whatever is that those are not necessarily the people who you're actually going to sell to, or they're not the people who are actually most um, interested in engaging with you, not only online, but also like actually buying your products. So you don't necessarily want to focus just on that number of followers. It really is highly tied to the quality of followers that you have because in looking at things like just the overall growth and also, you know, when am I going to post? What am I going to post? What are people interested in? What are they wanting to buy from me? It's really important that you have good analytics there to be able to look at what people are interested in and how they're engaging with you. And so that's, I mean, obviously tied to having followers who are really interested in your products. Yes, exactly. First of all, I I really want to commend you for admitting that you have purchased followers in the past. So yay for you for saying that. Because I think that people don't realize that the 
you know, the negative effects that it really can have on you, you know, and your account, because it really does not give you a solid, like you said, idea of what people are really responding to and what they aren't responding to. I mean, it's like such a mess now because I look at my following and it's like almost 10,000 followers on Instagram and like... I post a picture. I mean, I'm so inconsistent with it and so bad with it that I can't really like gauge anything. But I post a picture and I get like 10 likes. And my, you know, my analytics say that everybody's from Sao Paulo and like these random cities that I don't know anyone there. And like, this is not good information. Like, I wish I could just start over with it because it's not helpful. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I actually even go through my following Every few months, like my followers, like who I am following, I go through often, but that's more for like my own mental state, really. But I actually go through people who follow me. And if I see that it's like someone that you, you know, you can tell like who the bots are and there's a button that you can click where they can actually unfollow you. You can have them unfollow because it really doesn't do me any justice at all. So I'm not. I am not the one to come come on a podcast and be like, you need to have 10,000 followers to be successful. You can legitimately have a amazing business, an amazing business with very, very low follower count. There's a perfect example. There was a girl that she was like, I guess an influencer is what you can say. She had over a million followers And, you know, she would post, she was like, you know, if you can picture it, one of those girls that would post like in the little crop tops and you know what I'm talking about. Uh She had these like, you know, a crazy amount of followers, right? And she started a t-shirt line and she was all excited about this t-shirt line. She was talking about it and talking about it. And she went live with her t-shirt line and did not sell one t-shirt. With a million followers. Yes. And it's because nobody was there to buy her t-shirts. Everyone was there to see her posing in her little crop top and (laughs) whatever else she was doing. So that's a perfect example of, you know, really creating. You want to just make sure that you're creating high quality followers for yourself. And the only way to do that is to really come up with good content that can revolve around your product. So... I think that also that brings me to my third number one tip when it comes to creating content for Instagram is think about people that you can collaborate with that sort of serve a similar audience to you, but not are they're not necessarily a direct competition. So like let's say you sell monogrammed baby blankets. It would be really helpful for you to maybe collaborate with some mom bloggers or maybe someone who teaches moms how to, you know, make their own baby food or something along those lines where it's like they serve your audience in a similar way, but it's not a direct competition to what you're doing. Reaching out to women or or people like that in that sense really can give you such solid exposure and bring in those people that will in turn remember your products and be drawn to your personality because you're putting that in there as well. And they'll remember you for that. They'll remember you. I always say your people, if it comes down to buying, like let's say, you know, Joe Schmo's baby blanket or, you know, Marissa from... 
you know, whatever their brand is. I'm not good at thinking names off the top of my head, but let's say, and you have positioned yourself in the market where you have put your personality out there and you've connected with this woman um, via DM and you've had conversations and laughed together and maybe shared funny memes or however way you have connected outside of what it is that you sell. When that day comes for her to buy a baby blanket, she is going to be much more inclined to be like, I'm going to reach out to Marissa more so than reaching out to Joe Schmo because I don't really know anything about Joe Schmo. And Marissa and I have had conversations already in the past and I really want to support her and what she's doing. Yeah, I totally think that that is where Instagram comes in above and beyond like kind of really any other kind of social media is that connection with people. And that is really, I think, where you can have some fun with it. And it becomes something that doesn't feel so intimidating. It feels like you're just being able to come out from behind your kind of anonymous store and products and connect with other real people. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Anyone that sort of feels anxious about going on Instagram or feels like they waste so much time on Instagram. That's another thing I hear is like, you know, I'm on the platform so much. I just don't see any return from it. It's because you're just not being intentional with it. Like if you focus on and think about it through the lens of like, I am going to go on here and I'm going to build relationships, whether that be customer relationships co-working relationships, collaboration relationships, however that looks, even other makers, you know, just a way to sort of put yourself out there as who you really are in the real world and develop like friendships and relationships. If you look at it through that lens, instead of I'm going to go on here and I'm going to sell all of my products, your sales follow that your sales come organically after that. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I also think that it kind of goes hand in hand with everything else about business. Like, you know, in my programs and throughout all of the courses that I teach and the students that I teach, I always talk about having a strategy for what you're doing. Like you're not just logging onto your Etsy shop and staring at a screen and fumbling around and playing with stuff and then being like, Oh my gosh, I'm spending so much time working on my business. Like you're not actually doing anything that's going to move the needle in your business. And I think the same thing is true for Instagram. Like if you just log on to Instagram with absolutely no strategy and you're like, I am going to rock this platform, you're going to end up wasting a huge amount of time with very little return. And then it does get frustrating and it gets overwhelming, but it also just you end up feeling, and I hear this all the time with Etsy, like, well, there's just not the opportunity to do it anymore. Like it's too late or there's too many people or it's oversaturated or whatever word people use to describe that where it's really not, none of those things are true. It's just that you don't have any kind of step-by-step plan of what you're doing. And so you're not really doing anything really is what it boils down to. You're kind of just wasting time. Yeah. I mean, it can be a huge time suck and just spinning your wheel. So I think that logging on to the platform without a plan in that moment, like that's fine if you're just going on there just to, you know, for like mindless entertainment, let's say. 
But if you're going to be logging on to Instagram, if you say like, okay, Lauren, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to set a timer on my phone for 20 minutes. And for these 20 minutes, I'm going to do nothing but fiddle around with hashtags or find another account that serves my audience in a similar way and mingle with their followers and start to show up on their account. If you were to set a timer for 20 minutes and do that every single day, you can't not grow a ideal following from that. Yeah. So it's just all about being in super intentional with it. You know, you just have to really have a purpose and be super intentional with it. I think that sums up building a business in general. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also love that you say 20 minutes. Like you're not saying, you know, if you set a timer for six hours, you are going to be successful. <laughs> like 20 minutes is doable. It's something that you can, you know, take that time, whether it's like sitting in the car rider line, picking your kids up from school, or for me, like I'm stuck in a rocking chair, like half my day with my baby, because she likes to be held while she sleeps or whatever, you know, but, but it is that intentionality is so key. Yeah. I mean, when I first started out, if you're feeling real enthusiastic about it, if you can set a timer for yourself an hour a day on Instagram, you will explode with an ideal following. And like I said, it's, you know, usually not something that happens overnight, but you start to gain so much momentum very quickly, the more intentional that you are. But 15 minutes a day is so, so doable. Even if it's just like while you have your coffee in the morning and just really set a timer for yourself. Like I'm a huge advocate on, you know, saying, I'm going to set a timer. This is what I'm doing for this amount of time. I'm, I'm a time blocker at heart. I'm not like a multitasker. I mean, naturally, I am a multitasker. So it took a while for me to train myself to do that. But if you are super intentional with 15 minutes a day is really all it takes. Yeah, you'll definitely start to see organic traffic and engagement. And you'll look at your insights and be like, Oh, wow, huh, this is actually working. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, before we hit record, you told me that you have a super snazzy little hashtag trick that I want to talk about before we wrap this up. So tell me about hashtags. Yes, I love it. So hashtags are like, you know, Instagram loves for the algorithm rewards you for using all of the features that it has. So that includes posting, stories, reels, lives, and hashtags. So your hashtags, they allow you 30 per post, which, you know, I have heard different things on like, you know, should I use all 30? Should I not? They wouldn't allow you to use 30 hashtags. You know, if they would say like, it's not good for you to use all 30. Like what I'm trying to say is use all 30. (laughs) Use all 30 hashtags if you're able to. So after you post and you use your... 30 hashtags that are related to... Keep in mind when you're using your hashtags, the audience that you're serving. So where are they hanging out? Like where are the hashtags that these people are trying to connect with other people or maybe find something that's related to your product? So keep them in mind when you're doing hashtags. Keep their interest in mind, what you do and what you serve. I mean, what you do and who you serve. So in other words, like if you sell baby blankets use hashtags that are also business related for you as well. And after you post, go to that the hashtags that you have used in your post, actually click on a handful of them, 
and go to recent. So this trick works best with hashtags that are a little bit more popular, not necessarily like ones that have less than 500. But you also don't want to be using hashtags that have like 15 million hashtags in them, like hashtag creative or hashtag Etsy. If you were to refresh the hashtag feed, you'll see like people are using that hashtag probably 10 times every 30 seconds. So you get lost very, very quickly in those hashtags. So you want to try to keep them in mid-range, which is usually between like 200 and 400,000 is a really good sweet spot. So after you go to these hashtags, click on recent, not top. When you go to the hashtag you have on the left-hand side, it says top hashtags. And then on the right, it says recent. So if you click on the recent tab and all of those people that are posting right then and there are currently active on the platform. So if you go to the very first post that has that that hashtag on there, go to that post, like it, then go back to that person's account and you know start liking a few of their photos, maybe comment on one. If you really like what they're saying, you can follow them or watch their stories and get in their DM so you can start a conversation with them. But the key here is that those people are currently active on the platform. They had just posted something just like you have posted. So they are much more inclined to go back to your profile and follow you or give you, you know, return engagement back. So that's the key there is go to the recent hashtags and not the top hashtags. Awesome. I'm going to have to try that out. It's great. It's like, it's one of those tricks that you start and then you're like, oh my gosh, it really does work. And even if it's, you know, the next day, but you gain momentum very quickly with followers doing it that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kristen, thank you so much for coming back again and being my first repeat guest. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation about Instagram and answer some of those pressing questions about Instagram that I am just not qualified to answer. So it's been fun to have this chat and I'm glad we got to do it. Can you share with people where they can find you if they are looking for more Instagram stuff or if they just want to check out your account and see what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find me on Instagram at Kristen Burney. And then you can also uh, join our Facebook community called Creative as a Mother, where I do lots of education on social media and all of that jazz. So yeah, thank you so much for having me back, Lauren. I really appreciate it. It's always fun coming on here and talking with you. Yes, thank you. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.